0: Let's go. Took my thunder away, but okay. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs)
1: That's not the first time it's happened.
0: No, no, it's not (laughs) true. Literally. (laughs) A.K.A. every time we talk about the Dodgers.
1: A.K.A. (laughs) we literally took Kevin Durant from you guys, so we got (laughs) him. I hate you so much. (laughs) All right, welcome to the State of Sports Podcast. (laughs) I'm Matt Leong.
0: I'm Nick Acario. I'm Peyton Smith. And I'm Mac Dolphy.
1: Welcome back, Mac.
2: Welcome back! Yeah, welcome back! I don't know why I came back. You guys make me every temple. time I come here. <laughs> See, that's the thing. The intro of this show is us talking about the Dodgers yeah. in a negative way. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, it's a fitting welcome. <laughs> Sorry website. to any Dodger it's fans okay. out there, but you know, at least you have Mac, the, the
1: fact that Mac is back is means you have your representation back. Means that we have to go then in on him.
2: So, yep. Anyway,
1: just kidding. Just kidding. Anyway,
2: <laughs> on uh, today's show, <laughs> we're gonna be talking about the trade deadline. We're gonna talk about all of our favorite trades for different reasons and. The huge, like, just the huge and the sheer amount of trades that happened yesterday, or two days ago, that has, like, absolutely decimated uh, the NBA, and we'll talk about any other NBA news, and then Matt has got a segment, so we'll talk about that, so let's get started.
3: Biggest
1: move, biggest move. All right, so basically, if you didn't know already, the NBA went and broke itself the other day with how many transactions there were, Um, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the biggest move, some underrated moves, um, best worst move, and winners, losers, all that kind of stuff. So biggest move, there's a lot of big moves that happen. Anyone want to start?
0: I'd love to go first on this, because I know everyone's going to disagree with me more than likely. Um, Miratish to the Bucks, to me. Is the biggest move. Sorry if I stole your thunder there. Hey, hey, hey!
2: I'm telling you, I'm telling
0: you. So, so let me let me explain this a little bit. So I was I was I was looking at this, and at first it didn't make that much sense to me because the Bucks are are in a good position right now. And then I looked at it a little bit closer, and I was like, wait, this makes a ton of sense because number one, Giannis operates obviously in the inside of the, of uh, of the three point line. He pretty much doesn't shoot threes, and when he does, they're very low percentage. Miritic is a big who can shoot. He was absolutely on fire at the beginning of this season. I don't know if you guys remember, but I think he went on a tear where he had like three or four 40-point games. He was in. almost averaging over 30 points. And, yeah.
2: and then Alfred Payton went down, and then the Pelicans haven't been the same since. Right,
0: exactly. So um, I think this trade makes sense for both teams. Uh, obviously for the Bucks, it makes them a lot better. Uh, it, makes the, it makes their floor spacing a lot better for Giannis. I feel like Giannis is going to get even more looks open inside now. Um, and even for the Pelicans, like... Now that Anthony Davis has made it clear that he does not want to stay as a part of the future of that team, hey, why not blow it up and get some some younger guys, get some you know other stuff? Sure, and whoever you're getting back for Miritish, they got back Jason Smith and draft consideration. What's and, draft consideration? So
1: basically a pick. They're going to okay,
0: to all right. So there you go. So it works. It works for New Orleans as well. You know, it's sad to see them have to rebuild again, but Anthony Davis kind of left them in a position where they couldn't do anything else. So, yeah,
2: all around. That was a really big trade. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, like, I kind of disconvinced myself that this is the biggest move because I'm thinking of another move. But Mac does make a a great point. This is a, if you look at it from the whole standpoint of how they traded um, to get Nikola Meritich, they turned Thonmaker, who is an end of a bench guy. I don't say end of bench guy, but a guy who didn't want to be there, into Nikola Meritich, who, at his best, is a fantastic stretch forward. Yeah. It can really light it up from outside, and now it adds to. I remember talking about this the bevy of outside shooters that Milwaukee now has. Now, Mm -hmm. if you look at the starting five, it could be um, one is Bledsoe, Bledsoe, two is Milton, three is Giannis, four is Miritich, five is Lopez. Right. So that allows you three shooters and kind of three slashers if you consider um, Milton a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. That makes um, Milwaukee, although I'm a Toronto fan, that makes them, I don't say, Undoubtedly, but really convincingly, top of the East.
0: Yeah. And another, another thing, quickly, too, is you made a good point about Thon Maker. He he made it pretty clear that he wanted out from mm-hmm. this organization as well. So, hey, they packaged him and, and basically turned him into a guy way better who probably wants to play for the team. So, yeah. winning on both sides. Yeah. Can't I, argue with it. Can't argue with Matt, Peyton.
1: Peyton. Want me to go? Yeah, you go.
3: My biggest move Tobias Harris to the 76ers. Great one. I good am one. saying this mainly because. I was saying it earlier in our podcast. Sixers are going to be a team to watch out for in the playoffs. They, (laughs) ever since then, they've added Jimmy Butler and now Tobias Harris. Two guys that I feel like they, this is what they needed to push them further in the playoffs. Because I was saying at the beginning of the year, what, they had the Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and then Redick, and then that was was it. And you saw how they did in the playoffs Mm -hmm. the other year. It was like... Yeah, we're talking about how it was demoralizing to them. Mm -hmm. It was worse that they won one game Mm -hmm. instead of Mm -hmm. getting swept. But I feel like this is their response to that. Instead of doing it, it was like, all right, well, let's load up again, get back at it. And I feel like Tobias Harris was a perfect, the perfect, I wouldn't say the perfect fit for that team, but the move they needed to make just because... He is one of those guys that goes out and gets the job done under the spotlight. He doesn't need all the attention. You saw it with the Clippers. He was just going out there getting the job done.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Rarely even heard about him. You even argued that he should have been an all-star. all-star. Should have. Snubbed. So, snubbed. Exactly. A snubbed all-star now just got moved to a top four team in the East who are competing for an even higher spot, I guess. But... With the turmoil, I shouldn't say turmoil, but the, the talks around the Celtics and whatnot, Kyrie Irving and mm-hmm. his leadership is in que- like questionable terms now. Um, the only team I really think that can take out the 76ers right now would be the Raptors. I'd say that's the number two team in the East that will probably compete for the Eastern Conference Championship, them and the Sixers. I don't think... I like the bucks, but I feel like they just need to get a little more deeper I, I like I like their rotation all around but
2: I, I, I don't trust I don't trust their second unit yet they are really you're, you're telling me you trust Philly's second unit over the Bucks' second unit yes they, because, really because
3: they now have four guys in that starting unit that you can plug into the bench and they can be
0: scoring options fair enough. That's good. Right. The other reason I really like that trade really quickly is, um, to me, Tobias Harris is kind of like an insurance policy. If Jimmy Butler doesn't exactly. end up yep. going well, exactly. um, they play the same position. They they play similarly. They're not exactly the same, but Kinda. Tobias is more of a shooter. He's right? more of a shooter. But I, I feel like if for some reason Jimmy Butler blows up in the Sixers' face, which there's been like some rumblings of that happening, you know, Tobias Harris is a really good fit for them. He he he, he complements Embiid and Simmons very well. So. Yeah, I think more than anything, it's it's a good push for this year, but it's a great insurance plan for next year.
1: Mm-hmm. Still my pick, dude. Uh, <laughs> but I, my my deal the the trade that I thought was really good was the one that kind of came towards the end of the day, which was the end of the trade deadline was Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph off to Dallas mm. for Harrison Barnes. Mm. I thought that it was I thought it was really good for 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 Sacramento to get Harrison oh, yeah. Barnes. I thought it was huge because. Um, he's got a year after this year, he has one more year left on his contract. Um, I think he's an, he's an unrestricted free agent after that. But the fact that Sacramento now has HB on the wing and you have that team is still absurdly young mm-hmm. and they're starting to come into their own. Derek Fox started coming to his own mm-hmm. and Buddy Heald's really starting to take off. Sorry. I, I used to be a Buddy Heald hater. But oh, not, I was the opposite. I, I hate him, but I, he's, he's proven me <laughs> wrong. I'm glad he is. But Sacramento, they are making at least a push to show up, maybe try to like compete for that bottom end spot, um, and then next year really make a push to try to at least make some noise and try to make them more of a solidified spot in the bottom three or four spots of the of the playoffs. But a, big, good, a good move, um, especially since Zach Randolph literally hasn't played this at year. At all. So, um, moving Justin Jackson, who is young and an up and coming, I think this is also a decent move for Dallas to acquiring um some more some more youth. Um, they're just trying to like ship everyone out and just invest in Porzingis and Luca. Yep. But I think it's a good move both ways, but I'm definitely leaning towards Sacramento.
2: Yeah, I gotta say I I, I like the move too, I and mean, it's it's a shame to see how Harrison Barnes got traded mid no. game, mm-hmm. and then there's that whole, was really that that, that yeah. whole LeBron outrage about it, about how like you're, you're, you you you. You trade a mid-game, like you can't wait till like 40 minutes later to trade him. But uh, yeah, you're right. I I do like the fact that now that they have a three, they finally have a good wing player. And now that that starting five looks pretty good, like, and especially with De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald's really been the standout of this season, at least. Um, the fact that uh, they're getting contributions from him, it really makes the case tough for at least the Lakers, as I'm a Lakers fan, to, to really say that they've got that eighth spot under lock.
1: Yeah right Oh
2: mine, um, you took, you you two took like, my my <laughs> picks. Uh, so I got I got a default as a Raptors fan. I got a, yeah, I got a default to LA, yeah. to the Marcus Paul trade. Um, I really like it as much as we lose Jonas, who I really like, who I really really like. We get Marcus Paul, who's a playoff vet. You you've seen him in multiple playoff series, um, especially the one against the Spurs, where he got that was it the game winner. Either the game winner or game tire. That that was an insane series, nonetheless. But um, we trade away DeLon Wright, who's going to be restricted, who we couldn't pay anyways, because we have Freddie Van Vliet, who's definitively our second best uh, point guard. Jonas Valanciunas, who, although he is kind of entering his physical prime, he's not as good right now or ever will be compared to Marc Gasol. And CJ Miles. just couldn't shoot this year. And draft consideration, and we're Toronto, we're probably going to be bottom five in the draft. Probably, so. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. N- nevertheless, um, I'm hoping that, uh, that the Marcus All trade looks it looks pretty good on paper because my factor as of why Marcus All hasn't been playing well is that a he's on a bad team he ain't going to try that hard. Right. B he's since he is the best player on that team he's gets uh, fed a lot of minutes and on his um, older legs that's definitely going to wear him down over the course of the season. Which and now that he's going to be able to be played around Ibaka and Siakam. Uh, more guys in the front court. he'll be able to ease off, re- um, reduce the wear on his legs. So come playoff time, which is only 20, 30 games away, he'll have fresh legs. He has that playoff um, experience. So hopefully that it's going to be a positive. I think it's going to be a positive for Toronto Raptors come playoff time.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you. I don't really have much to add on that one. Marc is a great player and... I mean, JV definitely has a ceiling, and as much as I, you know, he's he's been trying to add that three ball to his game, and he has been. Kind um, of. the obviously Marcus is not a great three point shooter. I don't think he's as good as like Brooke Lopez mm-hmm. in terms of big three point shooting. Um, but he he's definitely got a higher ceiling and is better
2: as of right now than, than JV is. So mm-hmm. I think that was all around a, a decent trade. Yeah, I was gonna say he has a complete offensive package. Right, he can yeah. operate in the post, he can shoot. He can um, lay it up on pick and rolls.
0: He's he's a bit slower on defense due to the age, mm-hmm. but but you have Ibaka exactly. He's been exactly. playing phenomenal yes.
2: this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, biggest move, underrated move.
1: Underrated move. Oh goodness. Um, let's
0: see.
2: I can go first if you guys right. want. Um, Mac, go ahead.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Matt, go ahead. I'm I'm, I'm still deciding. Go ahead.
0: Zubots and bees to the Clippers. Underrated. 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 What? In what way? Okay. Ooh. Zubats is a really good young player. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Okay. Really good. Uh... Uh, i always like him. he's okay. What he is, just
1: he just entered the I I let him play thirty minutes club. Yeah. Which is
0: basically. Okay. And you had to give up Mike Muscala. That's it. That's my so you 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 get you, I mean Beasley kind of like a whatever. Um, but in my opinion, Zubots is worth is worth trading for right now. Like I'm, I'm I'm I might I might be the only person in the world who's this high on him. Yeah, he's investing
1: heavily on he's buying really low on Zubot's stock. I, I am really
0: I am. He's he's a big who can shoot. I don't and I don't see, I, saying, see I don't see Zubats, Yes. can shoot. Can he not? No! I don't think <laughs> are we having, are we gonna have like a giant here you, gonna, I can, I can go YouTube look videos. up I can go pull can the stats we, can, we pull, this, can okay. we pull up
2: a video we gotta pull, up, pull a up a video from jump shooting anyway. before, <laughs> we, before we jump
1: in um, before we jump in and have this whole debate I do want to uh, I'm gonna interject while you guys um, do your whole little like statistical analysis mm-hmm. um, my <laughs> my underrated <laughs> trade is for sure the Markel Fultz trade I think Marco oh, to Orlando for Jonathan Simmons and a pick. I thought that. I don't know. I feel like both teams are going to benefit from this. I think.
3: I, that's what I was telling Mac after we he first heard it. Uh
0: oh. He is a big Uh-oh. who can shoot. Uh-oh. He is shooting fifty-eight percent from the field, eighty-six
2: percent from the free throw line. Okay, He's see 15 that. Fifteen
1: feet see, away, Max.
2: That, see, that's the thing. <laughs> on, on. Okay, look at this. For for ladies and gentlemen at home, he has not. Or at least okay. Okay. Not I, I, okay. I didn't mean. I, okay. I, I, let me let me roll that back a little bit. <laughs> I
0: don't mean three point shooting. Sorry. I should I should have prefaced okay. that before. Okay. He is he is a good young center. Efficient Clippers. You, can, you should have said efficient score. Fee- yes. Okay, that's a better way okay, right okay, to put it. You're right. Okay, that's that's a
1: better okay, way to put it. We're in agreement. <laughs> I like how I like it's funny because like we're attacking we're attacking Mac, but I remember like way back yeah he was when, so when, high when, on two no, butts, no, no, but, no, 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 not even that. Remember all the way back before we even were posting heavily on. On Spotify, um, Nick made that blasphemous comment that that Seth Curry wasn't the best player, oh, the oh, and we just yeah. destroyed Nick. Yeah. And now yeah. <laughs> we're and we're destroying
2: the Clippers. Clippers. It was kind of lost in translation. He meant one thing. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, I, but shooting, I, I mean, I meant shooting as in terms of he is, efficient. like you
1: said, he's, he's a efficient. very
0: efficient, efficient. scorer. Right. <laughs> well,
1: um, anyway, but good trade though. Good trade. That was a good pick.
0: Yeah. Apparently not according to you guys, but in my opinion, opinion, it's it's a good trade. the Clippers get younger. Michael Beasley is whatever, they'll probably release him. The Clippers are looking to sign a huge name in free agency, possibly to this upcoming summer and or next season. That's what everyone's saying. Why not why not why not get younger, get assets to trade people? You give Zubots another year, maybe he turns into like either two second round picks or maybe even like a first round pick and then takes some some bad salary from someone. I mean, what are you going to get from Muscala, right? Like, it, 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 who who would you rather have as a trade asset, Zubots or Muscala?
1: True, Zubats. True. That's
0: that's true. that's my opinion on it. Yeah, that's why that's I think true. it was a little underrated.
2: As much as okay, as a trade asset, yes, Zubots is more attractive because he's a young big mm-hmm. and he's shown promise in mm-hmm. in a big market, as such as the Lakers. Now he's going to be on the Clippers, still in a big market, but on the floor though. I still don't think it will necessarily work out with the Clippers because you have someone like Montrezl Harrell, my, my, one of my favorite players this season. Yeah. Not just because he's on my fantasy team, but he's... <laughs> no, he's, he's underrated he's, for sure. He's, 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 he's falling he's, out. He, <laughs> he, he's a bulldog, but I don't know with Z- Zubats, who's not the best defensively, and Montrezl Harrell, who's also not the best defensively, although he does average a fair amount of blocks. Hey. Zubat didn't drop 18-11 against the Warriors to be disrespected
0: like that. Exactly. All right. (laughs) All right. Okay. 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 We're going in today. We're going in today. Nobody's safe today.
1: Okay. Um, But, yeah. All right. Well, that was a good trade. On the trade,
2: on on, on, on paper, in terms of trade assets, yes. Yeah. All right, and then I, I, already,
1: I, already, I already slid in my Markel Fultz for Jonathan Simmons and a pig. That
0: does make Philly's bench a lot better. It does make Philly's bench a lot better. Jonathan Simmons is a good point guard.
1: Yeah, and um, Markel Fultz, whatever. Orlando's Orlando's at the point. I'm, oh, this, I'm, I know. It's perfect for them. It, it is, it is. So, I don't know. That was mine. That was mine.
0: Yeah, Philly had to get off him no matter what. Yeah. It was just, there was the end of the I, line. I really like that move,
3: too. It was the Markel. You, you, so. you want
1: to just second that one and give Nick his shot to, <sighs> to say so?
3: I would, but I. I say another underrated one: um, Otto Porter to the Bulls. Otto
1: Porter to the Bulls. Like, I, I feel like
3: that. I feel like that trade was good for the Bulls.
1: You thought <laughs> it was good for the Bulls?
3: The Bulls, just because they've already had those problems with Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker. What
2: two two tears in his legs? He's a something he, else He was. I don't know how he got twenty million. Yeah. Who who pays twenty million? For Jabari
3: Parker. Exactly. So it nice. makes it even better for the Bulls. I know. They, they get a guy who had a breakout, I, I should say, uh, a better, above average season auto-porter a couple yeah. years ago with the Wizards, and you still trended
2: downwards last season but now he's, he's kind of on the uptick and keep in mind the wizards were put in the situation because the nets offered him the max and then the nets yeah. and then wizards were like ah we want to keep him, so they, they they maxed
1: it and he so, he actually was the highest paid player for this during this season he was the highest paid player yeah. on the wizards mm-hmm. so
2: um speaking of the wizards i'm not sorry to sidetrack but damn john wall
1: jeez john wall, fell in his oh, house oh my goodness Fellows, house towards Achilles up for you. Should have
2: traded him. Should have traded him so right before. That's thirty-seven
1: that. <laughs> million out the drain. That's a
2: thir- yeah. That's thirty-seven million dollars. God. It doesn't oh. matter. The wizards are better without him. That's what oh, saying. that's a Wow, tea well. no, no, I agree. I John, agree. Wall, I was John saying, Wall. That's why should have got rid of him. Should've John Wall is a
0: horrible influence in that locker room. Bradley Beal is the true leader of that team. I've been All saying right. that since like last. Remember, like last year, yeah, last yeah, season yeah, when, yeah, went, yeah, when right. John Wall went down and they won like six in a row, seven in a row, something like that. Bradley deal. Sure, you know, maybe it's maybe it's just the fact that they all don't like John Wall. They're obviously not, talent-wise, better without him, but I think locker room-wise and camaraderie-wise, they are better without him. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Nick, what's your trade, your underrated trade?
2: Underrated trade? Let me scroll up. Uh, I got to go with, what do you call it? Um did you say Schumper? I was going to say right? the Philly trade. The, the Philly Florida. Orlando trade.
1: Oh, the... The, the, the Markel oh, oh, trade. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, trade. Are you seconding me on that? I was, yeah. was
2: going to say, it's like... Wait, from who? Whose side are you guys taking?
1: I take, I take uh, Philly side for sure. Yeah, Saturday. I was gonna because yeah. Phil,
2: you get a first, a second, and Jonathan Simmons for someone who has played ten games for you. Yeah, no, that worked. I out really, for yeah, that's a
0: fantastic haul. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any downside for Orlando right now. Like. Or- Philly. Philly, excuse me. Well, yeah, I don't even think that Orlando has downside. Uh, yeah, that's so. Yeah, what I was trying to get is, I don't think anyone lost that trade. Cause yeah. why not take a flyer on Markel Fultz? Yeah. maybe it's just the situation with the Sixers and Jimmy Butler being a total. Would
2: you con? Would you could Would you consider a mm-hmm. first and a second rounder a flyer? Uh, no, I mean that's that's a lot to give for for Markel Fultz. But again, he was a number one pick. True.
1: I think also that the that Orlando's finally realizing that, like, they're not anywhere close to competing,
2: hmm.
1: which is going to lead into which is gonna lead into a trade that I hoped had happened. Um, but I could save that if we're still having this conversation. Oh, I, I
2: think I know who you're talking about, but... Yeah,
1: okay. I thought... Okay, well, is it okay if we segue into
2: Wait, let, let me... Are we still on track? I don't think we're still on track. Uh,
1: underrated.
2: We're yeah, move yeah, that happened, yeah. I should have. Yeah, Matt, Matt, go.
1: All right, I, I really thought that Orlando was going to ship Vuce, That's. I thought that, that they are going to ship Vucevic That's just I because... Thinking. That he's having a breakout year, like he's had really good years in the past, but this is just on another level. Like, this is right? his first All Star appearance, right? This first All Star appearance. So yeah. I thought, like, I honestly thought, like, like it's is kind of terrible. It would be terrible to trade away an All Star like that. Mm-hmm. But you, he is his his stock, his trade stock is at an all time all time high. You're not, you're probably not going to get Vuce at this kind of like level to where you could probably flip him for a young talent and probably two first rounders. Mm-hmm okay that's a little much uh, yeah or like or a low t- like a a young player who's budding and two first rounders like you could easily flip him for that and especially with the way that Orlando's trending getting rid of Jonathan Simmons that's a huge move saying like alright like Jonathan Simmons is definitely like a very a key player on the team but very like he'd be better if he was on a better team mm-hmm. so but they're like yeah we're just gonna start cleaning house and taking on Markel Fultz as a project is like Another big move for them, so I was very shocked to not see Vucevic's name in any of the notifications. Um, But that's just me.
0: Scares me with the magic too, because it feels like they're going halfway into something. Like they're halfway buying into this idea of like let's ship everyone out and get young talent and going halfway in on stuff. In my opinion, doesn't really work out that often. It does. You you got to you got to either commit to the people you already have, or you got to completely clean out all the talent you have. Yeah. Unless they're like under twenty
2: two. And just start over. I was gonna say because this this really boat, this really is bad for the Magic that they didn't move them, and that they that they did they were they were like they they were half ass sellers in this yeah because yeah. they they only sold a first second and Jonathan Simmons who for them is actually not he's pretty good for them at least and to get Markel Fultz who is a project we all know that but now with the rumors that Vooch might. Be lured as an I don't know either trade or I don't know what his financial situation. If we want to check that real quick, yeah. to go team up in Dallas.
1: He's a re- he's an unrestricted free agent as of uh, this upcoming summer. Mm. Oh my goodness, Magic! Yeah, that's what do you think? Probably thinking? not the smartest thing. They should have shipped him. Yeah. They should have. They should
0: have. I didn't Matt.
2: realize Matt is hundred percent on They should have
1: shipped him. It was like it was. It, this was the year to do it. He's having. He's averaging twenty and eleven. Twenty points and eleven rebounds. The dude's monster this season. He they need to move him. He can shoot from range too. Yeah. So he's I don't know, I, and like he's mm, he's making a de- he's making a decent out this year, like, but still, you can flip him for something good. You can flip him for something very good actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, if it's not a player, it's valuable picks that you could probably get. Stack you can get a first, first. You could round. probably get a
2: first, a second, and a pretty. Like a, a rotation piece out of them.
1: Exactly, and someone you only need really for like a rental. So, I don't know. I magic that was. Yeah, that's weird. They didn't. The I to feel like there'd be a lot of buyers. For they haven't soon. been the same since since
2: Dwight left. So it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they've been. This has been like a ten
1: year thing that's been going
3: on. They're just right
2: confused. <laughs> yeah. Dazed and confused right no, now. Yeah. No, really. no. Uh, let's see, a move that didn't happen but should have. I'd say Anthony Davis should have been moved, but you, I don't know what. You stole my thing! So- ah! I got another <laughs> one, but like,
1: oh, you got okay, you guys. No, move. let's go, talk about go. this, because this, is, this, is,
0: is, this actually is probably the biggest, the biggest story the of biggest the trade story. deadline.
2: The yeah. story, so. He should have been moved, not necessarily to the Lakers, because as a Lakers fan, I don't approve of the dumbass haul that it would have taken to got him. Dude. But, as... Uh, someone who wants to see Anthony Davis get moved because he's obviously unhappy in New Orleans. I'm thinking, why not to? Why doesn't a team take a chance on say, hey, we can get two playoff runs out of this guy. You can get two playoffs out of this guy, and he would only help our team. Like screw the team chemistry because we all know Rich Paul and LeBron James are gonna find Anthony or gonna get Anthony Davis to LA. Mm-hmm. But you can get two playoff runs out of him, and if he went to a team. Maybe Toronto, I don't know, but if you went to a team that was on the edge, like say, say they traded him to, I'd say, would you say would you move him in conference regardless and try to get someone or move him out of conference? I I, I would say they'd move him out of conference. I, I would say who the cares? Point the point the point point.
0: guy the guy wants out. He's he's gone next. He's gone this summer, isn't he? Because he's he's unrestricted free agent. This I was gonna summer, say I
2: right? I. I just thought of this: CJ McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic, and probably a pick, and two picks, and then maybe a bench player for Anthony Davis. Dame and Anthony Davis. It's not enough. Uh, Lakers offered more. Yeah, you know, I, I, dude. This, on, is, like, this is this is. But something. I think it's. Yeah, I think the, they didn't. Yeah, well, they no, didn't. No. They didn't do it because first of all, that that'd be terrible to see desires met. So like. Perfectly by a player that right. wanted to leave. Yeah, and the fact that outside of L.A., are Ball and Brandon Ingram are really worth much? Okay, but he, so I really
0: feel like I, I'm I'm gonna piggyback off here because this is, this was mine as well. Like I said, this was this was in my opinion the trade that should have happened. The Lakers final. I feel like the Pelicans cut off their nose despite their face here because yes, of course, it's going to be very upsetting to an organization when. Your main star player comes in and says, "I want to be traded to this team. Make it happen," and doesn't give you like pretty much any options. He he gives you like a tiny list, but obviously the Lakers are are pretty much the only team on that list who have the assets, assets yeah. pot to make that trade possible. But listen to this: so Anthony Davis for Anthony Davis, the Lakers offered Lonzo, Kuzma, Ingram, Josh Hart, Zubots, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, and two first-round picks for AD as well as Solomon Hill. So they're saying, here, we'll give you all of this. We'll take Anthony Davis and we'll also take a terrible contract that you guys signed that isn't making you guys any better and just sapping money from you every single year. I think the Pelicans are, are, are not very smart for not taking this trade. That is a, That is a huge haul of young talent and picks that you can turn into whatever you want it to you can build off that core you can make the Pell Lakers like if you want because they have Julius Randle too yeah or you can or you can trade or you can or you can make a package with all of those great young guys who I'm sure a lot of people are still pretty high on in the league like Lonzo Ball, like Josh Hart, like Ingram, even, and not
3: to mention, Jaleel Okafor has been balling out for the Pelicans right now.
0: Exactly, they have assets like they got
1: Drew Holiday. Forget about Drew
3: Holiday. Drew exactly. Are the Pelicans exactly. are the
0: Pelicans ever really going to get a better trade offer than that?
2: No. Like, does anyone have anything else to offer than that? That's exactly Honestly, what
3: I was going to say.
2: Peyton, you say your point, then I'm going to say a point to back Max. No, mine was basically with him, like. <laughs> the-
3: you throw Kuzma, that was Ingram, their whole team, Kuzma bro. Ingram, and Lonzo. Those are, what, your three most hopeful young guys on that team, and they just threw them at you? They're talking about Ingram, a guy who could be the next Kevin Durant Yeah, if you develop him correctly. Okay, okay. Lonzo, the guy who could be the next Jason Kidd if you develop him and correctly. And then Kuzma, a guy who just was drafted what?
1: 35th? Like 30, like 30, 30, 30, 30 something. He's a
3: number two scoring option on that team right now. Yeah.
1: And Josh Hart, who is, who is underrated. He's good exactly. you
3: yes. basically take away so many pieces of their team that actually do well. They're not bad players at all. Mm-hmm. The Lakers probably would be better after that trade. That's the thing. Oh, you said the Lakers are going to be better. No,
0: I said they might not be. I oh, mean, like, yeah, that's
3: what I'm saying. I'm saying you deplete the Lakers with that move. Exactly. That move you take, you take all those guys, those are guys that were basically your your future like stick keep them together the whole time, they'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But you blow that up for LeBron and his championship run for to get him Anthony
0: Davis. For a rental? You have Cavs 2.0. For a rental?
1: For. A yeah. rental. This is not this is yeah. not for, this is not exactly. for like we're taking him for this year, and yeah, next year, we're thinking for this
0: year. And then hopefully...
3: And then, <laughs> hopefully nice. Exactly. So, you know the Pelicans, you see this offer come in from Magic, you're How you just like, oh my gosh, you should have been salivating at this offer. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't ship him because of that, I couldn't believe it. I As much as I didn't want Anthony Davis to go to the Lakers, after I saw that deal, I was like, ship him, please. He has to go. Because that...
0: As for, for, uh, for, for the Pelicans, Pelicans yeah. yeah, that is for the too Pelicans franchise. Effort. That is that's too many young guys. That's too many picks. That's too many good potential future Jeez. possible all stars that you're giving up Jeez. when a guy's already going to leave your team. Just, I think that oh. was just crazy. That was, I think that was just the Pelicans getting completely and totally in their own way, trying to not give Anthony Davis what he wants. You, you yeah. basically got you fill out your
3: whole starting lineup as the Pelicans with that and. Build and a bench. You, yeah, you've got building.
0: two first round picks to do that too. How much worse are you really after you make that trade, either? If you're the Pelicans, honestly, you're better. Like you're better. You are, you are probably you're better. better.
1: You're actually better because now your depth gets your depth gets better because now I you can so much because you. you already have um, a backcourt that a solid backcourt. You have Drew Holiday, Alfred Payton, and you add Hart and Lonzo to the backcourt, and then you add you add Kuzma. To an already good front court, mm-hmm. or, or decent front court. Kuzma Ingram.
2: So wings and Kuzma Ingram. Kuzma, maybe Randall, maybe Jalil. Jalil. Yeah.
1: And, and like.
2: That's, have, a, that's a good team.
1: And you're already solidified. Like now your bench is solidified and everything. Like literally, I was going up and down the the. I think the like it was because the Warriors played the Pelicans the other day and like all the scoring went through Drew Holiday and mm-hmm. um, Drew Holiday Miritich and Anthony Davis. I looked at them, like they have literally no one on their bench. Like there's a whole bunch. It's like it's like seven nobodies. And to then deny this behemoth of an offer from the Lakers to literally fill out your bench and and retool your your starting lineup mm-hmm. to not take that is beyond it's
2: bonkers. Right? It's bonkers. It don't make no sense. What are you thinking. What to you got to keep going on this. The reason why they're never, ever going to get an offer like this again is because when Lakers fans, Magic, Rob Palenka, the front office of the Lakers, sees the Lakers make the playoffs, which I say that they will. When they make the playoffs, they're going to be like, why did we even bother with trading for Anthony Davis? We already know that Rich Paul is going to work his magic to get him in two summers. Why did we bother? And let's develop around these young guys, get their values up higher so when Anthony Davis wants to come in and we may not be able to re-sign all the young guys off their rookie contracts, then we can ship them out for even more value. Even
1: more value. You get other, you get other players who will fit yeah. into a system. Yeah. To go
2: on top of that. They might have just saved the Lakers from themselves, basically is what you're saying. Yeah. Reports are that Cel- this that Dell Demps, the GM of the Pelicans, mm-hmm. would be waiting for a Celtics offer. And who did they want in that Celtics offer? Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. And you know Danny Ainge is not going to give Jason no, Tatum. No. He's only
3: twenty. He's only twenty. Plus, if you're if you're the
2: Celtics, like with
0: all the turmoil that's been going on between the older and younger guys, is adding a, a brand new guy who thinks
2: he's the superstar really gonna be the fix to that team? And the one whose that's dad what, and one the one whose dad said, I don't want my son playing for Boston because the way they did the way they did Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. 30. Yeah. Like,
0: do you really want another headache like that if you're Boston? Like, I don't even really think they're interested, like from what they did. This trade deadline, which is basically nothing, I don't think they're interested in, in doing anything except writing their own ship. And then we can worry about signing big, big
2: name players and, and, and getting back to the finals and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what trade I kind of did want to see after the Porzingis trade? What's that? I wanted to see Anthony Davis get sent to the Knicks for that first oh pick. Oh my gosh. Another first round pick. And then maybe Dennis Smith and someone else and and maybe Cantor because Fisdale doesn't want to play Cantor he's, got, he can
1: he's
3: gone
2: yeah. oh he's gone oh my goodness
0: they waved him. Oh.
2: rumors The rumors are
0: it's possible he's coming back to OKC so. really no, oh. so. really? no. Oh. shouts out, shout out wow it's, it's, he, there's, That's a, there's, a, there's a there's a oh jeez <laughs> 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 I love you, my
3: Oklahoma fans. I know you're out there. <laughs> Oklahoma, baby. Hey, man. Ennis Candra's a legend in OKC. Yes. That's, that's That's
0: one of the only hey, people who stood hey, up for Westbrook. They're,
1: they're, they're, uh, they're re- retiring Nick Collins jersey. Hey, yeah, yeah, Nick that's
2: Nick yeah.
1: Collins Yeah, for real. That's pretty cool. Okay, one, one, one more player that I wish, I hoped, it wasn't going to happen, but I wish they, they would have moved him is my boy, Kemba Walker.
0: He's yes, like, or at least done something, something to help Kemba. Something. Oh, my Cause God. Michael Jordan, out. you're a. Not okay. Very nice see, to no,
2: Kemba. See, here's, here's the thing. There were rumors like two days before that the uh Hornets and Grizzlies were in the talks of acquiring Mark Gasol. Yep, and I was gonna say that's actually kind of nice. Mark Gasol team. and Kemba Walker, they're not like the best and the top. But look crop. at the Hornets; they've been
3: kind of struggling with their bigs lately. But bro, they <laughs> couldn't Frank give up Frank Kaminsky. He's just <laughs>
0: too good. <laughs> Frank, Who would trade bro? him? Oh my goodness! <laughs> anyway, but no, Kimball, Hornets have no clue what they're doing.
1: Um, but I think yeah, the Hornets like that would have been another like I, they're not going to do it because they're too small a market team because yep. they're not going to be able to sign anyone if they get rid of him. And they're going to have to do again of rebuilding through the draft, which which sucks for small market teams because they have to do that. Um, like teams like. Um, like charlotte or teams like if if portland lord forbid if portland blew up Mm -hmm. but they'd have to do the same thing um but yeah i really wish i could have saw that trade but i knew it was gonna happen but i wish it would happen
0: i feel
2: so bad for kemba free kemba no see here's no here's the thing kemba's gonna get his money regardless first of all oh he's gonna get paid kemba's gonna get bank regardless i just want to see him win at this i honestly think he's gonna gonna... win one playoff is he unrestricted that's a good question. I if he's restricted, of... I'm gonna he's say unrestricted. That... Okay, then he's he's out of Charlotte. He's Bye, gone. Kemba. Could... Bye, Kemba. Michael Jones. That was fun. Bama Thank Kamp. you. Okay. Good, you know, good on you for staying there for that long. Um. Yeah, he should have gotten traded to the Cavs anyway last year.
1: Um. um true worst move, and why the heck did they do it? I'm actually on the flip side of the Zubats thing. No, not the Zubats. Oh, okay, cool. The Otto Porter trade. I'm on the flip side because the reason why I for just... the Wizards for the I thought the... I thought the I thought that no, I thought the Bulls are making. I think the Bulls are. I didn't think that was the move to make. For the Bulls. For the Bulls. For the Bulls. I didn't, For the Bulls. I didn't think – I, I just don't – I'm just not – I think you could have gone somewhere else with that contract. I just feel like with, with, um, um, with Otto Porter, he has a player option. So it's this year, next year, and then he has a third-year $28 million player option that he can utilize. And if you do that, you're already paying exactly $19 million in the next, like, over the next two or three years. You're gonna financially cripple yourself. You're like five or six years from even being close to rebuilding. Like,
0: Otto is paid, basically. Is what you're trying to say. I'm just saying like, he's paid,
1: and and it's the reason why I was like, like Jabari Parker's done after this after this year. I mean, he has a team option next year, and Portis is done after this year. So, to just flip them to get a guy who's gonna be potentially on your team for three more years, that's financially crippling. Like you, you could. Yeah. You fill out the three, you fill out a three, which is nice, but you're not resigning him. You're not like, there's, you're not financially going to invest here. He's like projected at market value. He's not, you're not going to, you're not going to get him back for that. Like, yeah. he's going to ask for like minimum 20 million. You're not going to pay 20 million for Otto Porter jr. I'm sorry. You're just not. So that's why I was like, there's, this is, this is, I thought it was ridiculous that they, that, that I thought Chicago got fleeced. Um, yeah. In that, in that regard mm, I thought yeah. they got fleeced because they also got because Chicago also um, offloaded a pick. So I was like, why would they? And it's an, and it's um, it's only a. I think it's. I don't know if it's a what How protected it is, but I just think that since Otto Porter's money's locked up, like I was like, they could have traded for anyone else. Like, any other contract. I just think it's a bad contract to take uh, on.
3: It was a bad contract. I think they were thinking more of getting rid of Bobby Portis, though. I think That's they, fair. They,
1: like, they did clear, but now Lauren Markkinen is their guy at the floor. But it just... I was shocked to see that move in particular just because of how much money he's guaranteed over the next three years.
3: I'm just... I Money-wise, you're looking at it like... I'm like, know. is awful. This is awful because he suffered what... Yeah.
1: Like, I think it's... Between Barbie Portis and Jabari Parker, you're spending that'd be like twenty eight million dollars, mm-hmm. and you're done. You're done for twenty million. Yeah. Whereas Otto Porter has another, like, twenty eight plus another fifty six over the next two. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you're literally getting one guy for four for four for twice the contract to space of what you're getting for like, of what you could have paid Portis and Parker,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you're offloading a pick. So it's like that's what killed. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Who's who's gonna yeah. go between you three? To counter. What, to counter that?
0: Yeah. I agree with him. That's the thing. I've. I've Otto Porter's contract to me is like. Top ten worst contracts a in the death NBA. Contract. Like that is that a death contract. getting getting that contract on your team is a, is a death sentence.
1: And he's got a, and he's got a fifteen percent trade k- trade kicker next year. He's not a bad player though.
0: He's See, not, not, a bad, dude. not. See that's See that's he's, he's not bad. But he's not but
1: he's, not bad. he's not worth taking it on for another twenty eight million. Yeah.
0: Not
3: not even. But, no but it's no the way. Bulls It's though. the Bulls. It's the Bulls. You have. Oh yeah, sure. Team. Just make him be
2: worse for three more you years. Have, okay. Do you think that is gonna make them worse? Dude. Okay. They have they. Okay, first of all, think about this. What what free agent were, did they even have a shot of signing no one. It's not, Exactly. It's, not, okay, it's not, not for next year. It's not for next year. It's dead two,
1: three years down yeah, the road.
2: Yeah, I, I understand that. So okay. two, three years down the road, you're going to have Laurie Markkinen on his, now it's going to be his fifth season, so you're going to probably extend his qualifying, and then you're going to pay him the max probably after that. Chris Dunn, maybe you sign him. Zach Levine, you're probably going to extend him again. So then you'll probably be at the cap. And then you can offload years down the line of, and you're still going to have Wendell Carter Jr. on team control probably under a rookie extension. Then you're still going to have Otto Porter coming off the books. Then you can pay that max slot to someone when your team develops. I'm thinking that they have no one, of like a really good free agent that you, they'd want to sign long term. So it's a lot of dead money that you can just throw away, wash it in a, into a bad contract that it's not really great. It's not really bad. It just is what it is, and it's a stopgap for the next three years. Right. Sure, and all they have to do is look to the draft. Now. I Bingo. I say. get. I get that.
0: I understand that. Like, his money is not as huge of a factor because the Bulls aren't interested in signing a bunch of free agents. But still, if something were to happen where like the Bulls draft someone great, right? Like they and they and they for for some reason. Want to end up making like even just a small push to not be tanking? Now, maybe it's not even the, about getting in the playoffs. Maybe it's just like we're not in the we're not in the basement anymore. This is fine for us. Then at that point, you're basically looking to either you have you have twenty eight million dollars per year less to sign someone, and Otto Porter is in no way a, a trade asset. I don't think. I don't, I don't think like if you're if you're looking to rebuild. What you need is young guys on small contracts who you can trade out easily. Actually, what they did weird. by doing that, they got they got semi young guy towards you know how old is Autopore? 20, he's twenty five. Twenty five. He's entering his prime. He's, he's, he's young 25. enough, but what is his ceiling?
2: Like he's you, not he's not a max thing. level guy. As long, as long as he doesn't as long as he doesn't regress over these next five over these next four years, I'm perfectly fine if I'm the Bulls. First of all, the Bull. First of all, the Bulls management has to go. So whoever made this deal. Um, Gar Packs. I think that's like the nickname of the owner and yeah. GM. They uh-huh. they've been needing to go ever since Derek Rose left. Um But second of all, as long as he doesn't regress, I'm as if I was the Bulls GM, I wouldn't be mad because if you look at where our team's supposed to be going, yes, you want to always want to trend up, but you got it. It it's just. It's not bad. I get what you're saying. But <laughs> it's please, not great. It's please, not bad. Just,
0: please justify to me how you're going to pay $28 million a year for a guy who averages 12.6 points, 5.6 rebounds, and 2 assists per game. That is a bench player.
2: Keep in mind. You are paying $28 hey, hey, million hey, dollars a year many,
3: to a bench player. How many more scoring options are on the Wizards? Right, that right, Beal? Beal. Beal. Before that, well, you had John Wall. Even before that, you had...
1: No, it was just who the was three dudes. Marquise Morris, guys. Marquise he, Morris,
3: Marquise Morris. That's who
1: it was. Still, the th- even the. Th- mm.
0: All right, look on the Bulls. Otto Porter's there now. Who's who's their top three scoring options? Lowry, Markin, and Zach Levine. And
1: he's the third option.
0: And he's, he's the third cool. option. He's
1: the third option on the on the. He's the right highest
0: player. paid guy, and he's your third option to score. Yeah.
2: That Again, that does not make sense. That is lot. not normal. By a lot. No, see here. You want to know what to to go along with your point? He was also the third option. And also the highest played player on the Wizards. Which everyone universally agreed was one of the worst contracts
0: ever signed because in the Wizards, Wizards history. Because
2: the Wizards were in the point of getting out of the mediocrity and like pretty good to be being great. And they, yes, that was a bad deal. We all understand that. But the Bulls, they've got nowhere to go but up. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's true. That's fair. But that's,
1: that's, the, the that's point is that a model. Porter Bulls. does not
0: make the Bulls better. That's my main point. Auto Porter, he doesn't. Right, like
1: he doesn't make them worse, but he doesn't make them better. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. They net uh, zero. They it's zero. It's a
0: net zero deal, they, and you're taking on a crap ton of money. They
1: they net zero in term. I felt like they netted zero like in terms of like okay, they netted positively in position value
0: because mm. they because they needed a small forward.
1: Yeah, but they didn't net it. They net their their right now. It's like absurd how much like everyone else in the Bulls is owed like no no money. So that's fine. They, they're gonna have to for the next couple of years, they're gonna have to like do a bunch of one year deals. Because they're gonna pay him twenty eight million dollars in twenty twenty one, and wait. Like, so is
2: it one two? So is it this season, next season, season then, and then the trade, then then the
1: extension, and then and then and then uh, what's his name? Um, marketing. It depends on when you offer marketing the extension. Mm-hmm. Because if you offer him the extension that kicks in, like then you're gonna be okay. But like, still like.
2: I just I don't know. It
1: it this this whole thing I feel like net financially they ned they ned negatively, but I felt like okay, I'm I'm starting to see a little bit about like yeah, he's not an, he's not a bad player. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying like financially speaking, it wasn't the greatest like deal. They have to they're going to have to suffer for a little bit. Even like continue to suffer at this level until they, like they get a couple until they get like I don't know, Zion or RJ.
3: You know why I have hope in this move? I really think you can draw comparisons to Tobias moving to the Clippers, as Otto Porter's moving to the Bulls. How much like money does Tobias Harris? Those have two, game? that's not the point. I'm saying the though, point. those. The money's not the point here. The I'm saying those two players. Added to that, to you saw how Tobias Harris, how he changed as a player as he we went to the Clippers. I feel like that same process is going to take effect with Otto Porter and the Bulls. Maybe, yeah. So I mean, that's, that's, that's why I'm saying. The Bulls, I. Yes, financially, probably wasn't great, but in terms of talent and what they needed, it's looking up. That's right. It's a hopeful move. That's right. That's so. Uh, that's why I don't want to say it's a bad move, and I wouldn't say it's a great move, but I, think, I, I think it's not a disappointment. Well, what's I wouldn't that's say, not, say it's that a disappointment.
1: What's going what's, what's, what's what to where they're going to struggle heavily, especially in this whole rebuild process, is. You know how like a lot of teams when they're when they're in the process of rebuilding, they like to they'll sign a lot of veteran, small, tiny little contracts to mm-hmm. test them out. They're not going to be able to do that just no. because no. just because they'll be no. crippled by by Otto Porter and Zach Levine's contract. Um, and then with 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 Markin and Carter, like, they'll make a decent amount of money, but not like enough to completely cripple. But like literally from what like positions seven through fifteen, everyone's making like a million or less. So, it's. Financially speaking, I'm saying like this is gonna really put them back another year or two in rebuilding, just because they're not gonna be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And then once they sign, Lloyd um, Market into the max, and then once they sign Levine to a max, if he continues to play this way, you don't have guys who are like who you can lock up for smaller contracts. to them uh, who, Yeah, that's that's the hard part. It's a gamble. It's you a look gamble. To the draft that's exactly that they're they're looking for, for drafting. I think that's like. I mean like to be honest, like I, yeah, I don't you have to at this they, point.
3: I don't think they look out at the free agent market at all. It's not that be. they
1: it's not that I would, I think they're gonna sign a big fish. They're not. They're they're no. they're not an appealing team to no. go for a big fish exactly. To sign. It's more of those guys like like um some guy like a let me go down the list. Like like a Bohan Bogdanovich, like they're not gonna sign someone like him. You're not gonna sign a you're not gonna sign like, I don't know, a like or Thaddeus Young who are on the same team. Like a Thaddeus Young-esque player are not going to sign those guys because you won't have the money to do it. Like, and those guys aren't making a ton of money. It's just that they're making way too much. They're making way too much in regards to how much Levine, Porter, and what Markin will be making. True. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's 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 tough. It just puts their timeline, it pushes it farther mm-hmm. into like yeah. which is crazy. The timeline for them is gonna be the mid 2020s. Yeah. So um that's why I was That's why I was like, "This is financially crippling because it's going to push them farther back."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not to say that they can't get there. It's just it's for, for a little bit. Right? It's going to be difficult to yeah. get to And, get and, to and the it point. And it's also
2: shows you how bad of a contract. Uh, what do you call, uh, what do you call it? Auto is.
1: Yeah, autoporters is. A, that's well,
2: seeing contract. that he doesn't improve, yeah. and we, yeah, if he if he stays the same, yeah. If he stays in the same, if he improves, that's great. That's, that's perfect. That's, you're fine. playing
1: on house money at this point. Like you, 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 are already in the hole. It's like, yeah. if he improves, great. If he doesn't, well. We're screwed anyway. So
2: yeah. anyway,
1: long discussion. That was a, that was that a, was that was a good was, one. That was a good
2: Deep dive. I got I got freaking heated on that. Everyone was heated, <laughs> yeah. dude. We were like. Wait, Peyton and I we were <laughs> like, we're like, what? You
1: guys took the player stance. We took the finance yeah. stance, and we just like went at it. It was good. Um, anyway, winners and losers of the NBA trade deadline.
2: Losers, Hornets. Yeah. <laughs> facts. Yeah. Facts. I guess. Um, Sorry, facts. See, loser, Magic. You're, yeah. you're just gonna get signed away somewhere else and you could have traded for someone and then you traded a 2020 first round pick I looked into it a 2020 first round pick which was um, which is next season which is the Oklahoma City Thunder protected through 1 through 20 which means if it's outside of that you got to keep it which means that and the Oklahoma City Thunder they're gonna be a good team for at least the next three years. Why would you trade someone that's at least in the bottom 10 like possibly from picks 21 or lower? Why would you trade that away? Like, why for someone who has shown like was great in college, but has shown no semblance of figuring it out in the pros? Plus a second round, plus a player that you like in Jonathan Simmons. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that that trade was bad, and the fact that they um, didn't trade Vooch was the biggest reason why.
0: I got the biggest loser from uh, the draft deadline. Or trade deadline. Trade deadline. Sorry, Nick Stauskas. Wow. Uh, <laughs> he that, that man is the, the biggest time. loser for the trade deadline. Wait, uh, he uh, got he traded
2: four times. Three times? Three times, three four times. Time. I think it was and uh, then released.
0: And then released. God.
2: Three times,
1: then released. It oh, was him,
0: sure. it was it was him and someone else too. It was like
1: uh well, Wade Baldwin Wade fourth. Baldwin, oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's a big rip. Honestly, sorry about it. I feel I feel bad for that guy. He
1: didn't have to make a bunch of reservations about like where to live. He just like, yeah, he's just no, I he yeah. He's like All right, where am I getting traded next? Yeah,
2: next, so, next. Uh, oh, I'm released. Oh, so I just live here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, let's see, you got a
2: loser. Pelicans, biggest loser. Yep, they
3: should have dumped out Anthony Davis, especially with those offers from the Lakers that they were being thrown at them. I really, I I am mad at that. AD then goes to the Lakers off of that deal. They really shot themselves so, in the foot. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that's a loser. Oh, another loser just throwing a... Or a winner. I'll throw in a winner. Team LeBron getting uh, Ben Simmons for uh <laughs> Oh, yeah. Game. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and and,
0: uh, and Team Giannis for going ahead and trying to fix the beef between Embiid and Russell Westbrook. That's which, of, of course, is 100% Embiid's fault. That's where I fault, think he loses. But... That's where I think he's a loser. <laughs> um,
1: My loser... Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Houston. Houston is a loser. Mm. Um, just because I felt like they negative they netted zero. Okay. They netted zero. They didn't do anything to really really improve. They got a pick from Philly, but that unless okay. that unless I don't know where that picks from, but if it's from any if it's from Philly, it doesn't mean anything. Wait, what, what trade was it? It was the. Um, they got that pick via. Was
2: that the James Ennis It was. The, it was the
1: James Ennis James Ennis trade. I don't know whose Ennis. pick that is because if it's a better, if it's a, if it's like a, if it's
3: came from a bottom tier. team. If it comes from
1: a bottom tier team, I guess that's okay. But if it's anyone who's remotely relevant, if it's not a lottery, if it's not like right. a top ten pick, it's irrelevant. I don't think it's relevant at all. If it's from a
3: competing team, yeah. in any sort of way for a yeah. playoff spot. Yeah, no, I it's it's
1: it's, it's not it's not a good pick. Um, and then they got okay. They kind of like they get they got rid of. Marquise Chris and Brandon Knight and they picked up Shump which Shump's a good addition he's he's a good addition but I just felt like but
0: it's like you said though, it's a net zero it's a net zero
1: and and I think Houston's still in trouble with like trying to to keep Chris Paul healthy so it's like Mm -hmm. I felt like they would have they're also kind of they're financially handcuffed right now as well um
3: but,
2: yeah, they they're really just not doing any building. I was right gonna now. say that what, what we have to be keeping in mind here is when you see like players going to a team for like a 2021, 2022 second round pick, it's also clearing out a spot for now the buyout market, keep in mind. NS Cantor. I think Wesley Matthews is going somewhere. I know Wayne Ellington signed it somewhere.
3: I think Indiana he was supposed
2: to. You yeah. you going to Indiana? Wow. Yeah.
0: I thought Wes was supposed to go to the Lakers at some point. That's mm-hmm. that's the rumor that I heard. Bio
2: Market Carmelo Anthony is also on there. We there now that, <laughs> now that now that we're past the trade deadline, we also have to keep that in mind. But your loser the Rockets, yeah, no zero.
1: Rockets were nice. not doing anything. Fair enough. I think that's why yeah. I think that's why I'm putting out the loser.
2: Okay. Winner. Winner? Um Philly.
0: Yep. Yeah. I know that's his lose, too. Yeah. I know that's Peyton's too. Philly? Was there anything? That, was there anything that Philly? Was there any part of the of any of the moves that Philly made that you guys didn't like? Because all I've heard pretty much I so far is like positive like they did it stuff. So
1: like they did it. They did. What they they did had you to do. okay with they like any of yeah, they they,
3: they, their talent? Landry Sherman, Shannick's Wilson, Wilson Chandler, true. I felt talent, like I felt
1: like, but Tobias Harris for a rental is nice. A Nice rental for giving that up. I I don't mind giving that up. It's an insurance policy. It is insurance policy exactly for not if you if he likes it in Philly. Um, cause I don't know what the heck Jimmy is gonna do this off season. No one does. But he is. You're right. Insurance insurance policy. We can go out and say, Hey, come back for a couple more years. Um, and you're he, he fits the mold really well. Yeah, yeah. Because now you have a wing shooter as opposed to just JJ Redick running circles around yeah. shooting threes. Mm-hmm. You now have a a wing shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's three much, four. He's much more of a wing shooter than than Jimmy is. So. Um, a 3-4 combo, which is really nice. to, to combo more combo. length, too. Exactly. So I think, very good trade. And then offloading faults, which was not going to be good for Philly in general, yeah, but and getting Simmons and a pick, that's nice.
0: Yeah. I think overall, I would, I would have to agree with you guys that Philly is probably the biggest, like, winner of the trade deadline overall. But for me personally, I would say the Bucks as a team got the closest to the finals out of everyone. In this, off, okay. in this in this trade deadline. Just because um, I love Tobias Harris going to Philly, Philly like you guys said. Um, there probably won't be too much adjustment time there because he's one of those guys that really doesn't have that much of an ego. I'm sure he'll basically fit in almost right away, but I think Miritich on the Bucks fits in even better because mm-hmm. like I, I can't really think of any time that you added a big guy who can shoot and it's gone terribly. I feel like those guys are always just like, they know their role, they know exactly especially Miritich. like he knows exactly what he's there to do. He's gonna he's gonna come out, fire threes, space the four for Giannis. And I think not only, like I said before, not only did you get a shooter in Miritich, you also got the inside of the paint even more open for Giannis, which I think the more you can do that, the more you're gonna win games. And I think when it comes down to it, when the Eastern Conference rolls around and it's Philly versus the Bucks, um, Nice one. Yeah, <laughs> My
1: computer's dying, okay? It's, okay. it's um,
0: okay. I feel like when it comes down to it, Philly still doesn't have anyone who can truly guard Giannis. Sure. I feel like nobody really does. But... I mean, yeah, the, but there's definitely people who can slow him down.
1: You, can, you don't stop. You you don't, stop you don't, it's, like, it's
0: like the same thing as, like, you don't stop LeBron, you don't, you don't stop, stop Embiid, you don't stop Steph. Like, you don't stop KD. Yeah, you don't yeah. stop KD. It's slow just it's people who can slow him down, but, like... Giannis is too quick. He's too big. The Sixers, the Sixers have good bigs, but they're all really slow.
1: Except for Ben Simmons. Yeah. He's a guard. He's
0: six ten. He's a six ten. ten. He's still a guard. He's still okay. Anyway, anyway, okay, okay, I got two bones
2: to pick. First of all, let's go. You left left Toronto out of the conversation. You left Toronto (laughs) out of the conversation. You're saying that Philly, with the lack of playoff experience, even though they got four good players, is gonna get there. And you also think the Bucks, with the lack of playoff experience, are going to get there? When was the last time the Raptors were in the Eastern Conference Finals?
1: Two years Two ago. Two years ago, and they've, won, they've been and they lost in Game
3: hey, Six. LeBron and to LeBron. That's all that matters.
2: Here, okay. <laughs> that's all that okay. matters. Little segue on my first point is that if they didn't lose that first game, they would have won the series.
1: <laughs> oh no! Wow! Oh no! That is
2: a hot take. If, if the Raptors didn't lose the first game last year, they would have won that series. Second of all, second of all, second. Yo, what is he drinking? Can I guess that? (laughs) Second of all, I I think compared to the Bucks and the Phillies, I think Philly as of right now got the, or for long term, I think Philly has got the best. But in short term, I do have to agree with you um, that the Bucks, from what they lost to what they netted, the insane the insane game. You lose Thon Maker, who for you is literally no to negative value, and you get Miritich. That's fantastic. Um, Philly, you could say they kind of set themselves up for risks. Say, say they lose Jimmy. Say they lose Tobias. Say they, they definitely lose won the more short-term. And then they yeah. they they gave up two picks and they gave up uh, who they give up uh, Shamit, who's pretty good, and they give Wilson Chandler and Muscala. But I gotta say that among those two, uh, beyond those two, I think there's two teams that the grades are still out for, and it's gonna be based off this off offseason. One, the Clippers, exciting young assets with um, Shea Gilgis. Now you have Shamit. Now you have, and you also have Harrell. You, and you also have a boatload of picks that you could trade to, for someone. Clippers are looking nice. And They're looking Jerome nice. And you have Jerome Robinson. Jerome <laughs> <laughs> Robinson, Robinson. who's who? Second round pick. First round <laughs> pick. He was the first round. Oh, pick. that's right. He was. He was the pick right he after. He was the dude that's who you're
1: right. we like, who the heck is that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's right. And he was a, he was a pick right after Shea Gilgis, and another team, great star for the Knicks, because this anything can happen. And in the biggest market of, of uh, the world, the US obviously, um, if the Knicks find a way to keep tanking, if Fisdale continues to blatantly tank, they could get the first pick. And with the first pick, we all know that they would probably take Zion not only just maybe not, he's the best player. He's the crowd pleaser. He but he's, tickets. he's, he yeah. says, yeah, the box office talent that you want to bring New in York, in the biggest especially market. New York, yeah. Everyone yeah. would buy a Zion jersey. Are yeah. you kidding? And say they could land two free agents, and this is the dream scenario. They land two max free agents, you land Zion. That could have been this move for Kristaps Porzingis and shipping him out of there, clearing cap space for the summer, could possibly be seen as a mastermind move. But it could also backfire and they could also get like Kemba and Jimmy. And... That's that's the thing that scares me about Damn, doing no this. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not No no disrespect to Kemba and Jimmy, that's, but they're not Kyrie and KD. That's what really scares me
0: about about the Knicks is that I feel like they almost have like this delusion of grandeur kind of because yeah. they've always I mean, I shouldn't say always. Very recently, they've done stuff that's really similar to the moves that they're setting up right now. Like back when LeBron was going to become a free agent, People were going crazy, thinking that he was going to go to the Knicks. They were like, "Oh, he wore a Yankees hat to a Yankees game. He's got to be coming to the Knicks." Oh, he wore shoes that are the right colors for the Knicks jersey. He's got to be going to the Knicks. We got the back. We got the contract. Two thousand ten. Yeah, two thousand ten. But exactly. then
2: Phil Jackson made the posse comments, and then we all know he's off the list now.
0: Right. So why does it? Why? Why? Like, I don't really feel like players want to play in New York for the Knicks. Like. LeBron didn't I mean, go there. Kristaps, look at okay, he, but, MSG, but we okay. So. That was that's a totally that's a taken out of context. That's not like what he meant. Sick of all. That's it. <laughs> that's good <laughs> Look at look at what Kristaps Christophe, like. Kristaps leaving, whatever they got. I, I don't even really care about the haul they got back from him. What do you think is going through major free agents' heads when they hear that Kristaps Porzingis, one of the most easy to play with, like chill guys is having a massive problem with the New York franchise he's their best player by a long shot and he still feels like they're treating him terribly who wants to go inside like Christoph Sporzingis is like a gift from the gods. Like they they didn't from I don't Latvia. think from Latvia. I don't Latvia. think I don't think when New York when New York drafted him, I don't think they understood what they were getting
2: Pingus, at out of him. Pingus. Who is Tingus <laughs> Who's Tingus, Tingus
0: Anyway, um uh, yeah. Who 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 really wants to sign with the Knicks? Wait, is that, I, there's there's a lot of teams with, with cap space coming into this offseason and I don't think the Knicks are really gonna be on the short list for that many people. Here's here's
2: here's the thing. I feel like KD wants to right his wrongs. Yeah. Then go back to OKC. No, no, earn. Wrong. Wrong. Ah, yeah,
1: whatever.
0: No, that one's it. It. That's gone. Okay. Okay. okay, I don't want him back in OKC. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I, 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 oh, Okay. No, okay. No, that okay. Make so his he, own decision.
2: He's got, he wants to right his wrongs. And what's a team that has cap space that's in a fantastic market that could, if he brings them back to the playoffs and makes them great again, um, the Clippers, because so he could be competing with LeBron James. That's or, that's, that's that's that's
0: way more realistic ooh. for KD to go to than the Knicks. If you go mind.
3: to the Knicks, you own a whole conference you're in the talks of the top 2 greatest players in the world right now. You can solidify that if you do go to the Knicks.
2: And, and here's the thing. so KD goes here's to
3: the Knicks
0: and he's automatically better than the Raptors, Sixers, Celtics and Bucks? No, <laughs> but,
2: no, no, no. But no. there's uncertainty with Kemba, Kyrie, Jimmy. That you could get any of them because you could say, "Wow, I'm in this fantastic big market. Hey, what if I get Zion or even a top pick that's still pretty good? Let's say I get Zion. Zion, KD, now you'd want to come team with me, right? Because that looks pretty good. In New York, fantastic big James market. Dolan still owns
0: the franchise, and free agents do not want to play there until he's gone. That's kind of the end of it in my, in my book. Like, we've, we've gone through this before. We've seen the Knicks have cap space. We've seen what they do with it. They always go, oh yeah, we're one year away from making a blockbuster deal that's going to change everything, and it never they happens. They haven't
2: had this money since they signed Carmelo Anthony, let's be honest. They have not had this money since they signed Carmelo. And, and look at too. how they handled look at how they handled Melo's career. Right?
0: Exactly, like they couldn't because win with him.
2: because they were going to get that second free agent. They didn't get LeBron. Then they got Amari Statemeyer, who was who was garbage. Exactly, because they had to pay him because you you couldn't get LeBron, but you had money and you want still wanted to get that big big team guy. It's
1: really gonna it's really just gonna be like if like, Katie goes if they can, then,
2: then if Katie goes my mind will
0: literally be blown. Like I will like I I that to me is one of the least likely free agent signings to happen this offseason. I I think like there are like twenty-two very likely other teams I Katie has very a better likely. I feel has a the, chance of the, chance Jump shit, Mac. Come on. No, population no. everyone. Come no. on. No. No, no,
2: no. no. Oh, Katie wow. has a
0: better chance of signing with the Clippers than he does of signing with the Brooks. <laughs> there is no way Think about think about the storyline that happens with the Clippers. LeBron is declining. LeBron LeBron's obviously on the Lakers. LeBron's declining. He signed with them for four more years. KD is still in his prime. KD goes to the Clippers. If he can manage to either push LeBron out of the playoffs or definitively win a playoff series against him, he instantly becomes the king of L.A., he instantly negates basically 10 years of being in LeBron's shadow by doing that. But Go, if he, if goes he goes to, to LA... The Knicks, he meets LeBron in the... He meets whoever in the finals. He never really gets to play LeBron all that much anymore. You guys don't... or Like, the fan base doesn't get to see him. Because you got to remember, KD is all about the social media. Like, what do things look like? What are people going to think of my legacy? I don't like?
1: think he is, though. I don't think he is. Really?
0: He doesn't, really? I he doesn't want he
2: to call he, LeBron to LA. Here's the thing. LA. I, I he heard comments. Mean, I'm, this is, You're talking about uh, this off, <laughs> off the top of the head. That he thought that... He redeemed himself when he beat LeBron in the 2017, uh, 20, 2017. Right, because he's delusional, yeah. Yeah, because he's delusional.
1: Either way, I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares about legacy like LeBron does. LeBron not is all about, LeBron. all about legacy. Yeah. I don't think
0: You're talking cares. about the guy who gets into fights with 13-year-olds on Instagram through burner accounts. You're going to tell me he's not the most soft, pushover guy... You're telling me he's not the guy who goes on social media and looks at like the top 10 lists and gets hella pissed off if his name isn't on there? I don't he, think he is can... that guy. I
1: don't think so.
0: KB, the only reason he went to the Warriors is because people were clowning him for not having a championship. That's it. He didn't want to play with Steph. I mean, of course, who doesn't want to play with Steph? I don't know. This that is, was this not whole, his main motivation. Is, I'm
1: not. I'm not gonna entertain this. Entertain this tea right now. But we're gonna have a conversation about this another time. I'm really, actually, really. Man, Max yeah, really is getting really heated. He is getting really heated. Wow. Hit. Anyway, so let's wow. move, Katie basically. Let's, let's, that move guy in, sucks. In, let's move into a. Um, a lighter topic. <laughs> a lighter topic,
0: <laughs>
2: please. Sorry for hijacking. It's okay.
1: Me. Um, no, it's okay. Um, <laughs> let's move into um, just.
0: All Star game. Uh, I, think we co- I think
1: we kind of covered it. Um, other NBA news, I don't know. Is there
2: really much to talk about? Lakers-Celtics last night was fantastic. No, was I, I saw, I saw, no, it, live. I I saw it live. Rondo's game winner. Yeah, I
1: know. I guess. I See, guess
2: so he's got to get defensive rebounds. I saw this on, what was it, first take, and I was thinking, that, that, it's true. If the Lakers lost that game, people would be calling for Luke Walton's heads. Oh, yeah. yeah. They oh, already uh, are. They
1: already are. Yeah. They already are.
2: But with them oh, be going, worse, into Boston, sure. yeah. going into Boston and winning... Man, that like that feeling. clout com-
1: points for that. You for sure get that's clout. Points. That's clout points for sure. Yeah, yeah,
2: It's like it's the story. Is Rondo goes back home and wins and yeah. gets, it shoots a game winner. Shout out to rookie Rondo though. Rookie Rondo was a phenom. Um, but now this is all that talk of of uh, these Laker players who now have to look out for themselves instead of like thinking, oh shoot, we could just be shipped off. Now they don't have to worry about that. So they're gonna they're gonna want the ball more. Like. Uh, Think about how LeBron asked for the ball in the corner. What right before Kuz shot that three, LeBron asked for the ball. Kuz shot the three and he made it. But imagine if he passes LeBron, they're not giving it to LeBron and giving him the spotlight. They're they're wanting it for themselves. So I'm thinking that this is a it was a statement game. It's yeah. a state. It's a I would say it's a statement game, but it it was the most needed win this whole season. It was the most needed win this whole season, and it came with like an insane storyline to it. Also, because it still lets them get to
0: the fifty wins, but
2: you know, yeah. that's just another side bet I got with Peyton yeah. going on that I'm about to lose like fifteen
3: Did we, like did 15 we talk about on. that on the cast? If the Lakers were going to reach fifty wins, I don't think we. I
2: don't know. It could have been off. Off. Uh, it, my,
3: may, it may oh, have been off on the side, but the bets are looking pretty good for me right now. So that's all I got to say. Yeah, no man is LeBron. That's all I got. Yeah, keep in mind LeBron
2: was out for eighteen games. Hey, hey, that's, bad. Bad. that's what so was for I that, that was. That was the problem. <laughs> um, if the Rodden stadium, this would <laughs> be <a> sure bet.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. Okay. So last thing, though, the I mean, I've been having a couple. T- have you been? Um, if you haven't go um, go back in the last couple episodes. You've been talking about some really cool issues in sports. The last couple minutes of each podcast, but I don't really have that much today. But I think that the only thing that I was that I wanted to talk about or just comment on was that the fact that. Last, okay, just to give you a preface, if, you, if this is the first time you're listening to us, um, last week, we talked about the Olympics, and we talked about how are the Olympics, um, especially with how politically charged and how financially charged they that the Olympics can be, um, especially the last couple of Olympics, um, what is that going to turn, how is that going to affect how people see the Olympics in the future? Um, just, and this was kind of perfect following the storyline, um, but uh, Lindsay Vaughn renounced um, her retirement, which is one of the greatest skiers of... All time, mm-hmm. um, and she's announcing her time and I don't know. It just seem like a, a significant event um, in Olymp- in Olympic because you see, like we were talking about, we were just talking about before the cast today that Olympians their 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 window is so small. It's like what two Olympians? one maybe two one maybe mm-hmm. two. And then if you if you're like one of those like if you're doing an event that's that um, is a little more skill based and it doesn't it, re- it still requires you being be in shape, but doesn't like it's not like sprinting or something. Mm-hmm. Some sometimes you'll get those olympic Olympian two to three but um to see a great like lindsey Bond um calling it calling it on on her olympic career and she's 34 granted 34 which is crazy yeah um i don't know just want to just want to talk about just want to kind of comment on that um just in general like um just how olympic careers are so short
3: you only get a week out of every four years where you're time to shine as an olympian yeah you really have your Very, very small window of opportunity as an Olympic athlete. Of course, you're representing your country as the greatest. It's one of the greatest honors to to do, yeah. Right. So that's even more pressure as an athlete going into those events. You really, it is, you're trained for three years for an event every four years just for one week to show up. Yeah, one shot. One opportunity. run, one oh run, just... Sees everything. Yeah. God, that's, it's, that's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And to accomplish great things, like multiple gold medals, silver, any medal, even if you get any podium in that event like that, you are still and bringing attention to your country in that way. And the fact that this is how... It's a totally different training and athletic lifestyle than your average every day to day NBA player or your NFL player or your baseball player even. Like they are doing a activity in a sport, like Lindsey Vaughn, her her skiing and whatnot, mm-hmm. her her runs slalom, slalom runs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's what well, she's skiing down. I'm not saying it's easy, but the fact that you are training at this one thing for years and years mm-hmm. for that small window and to achieve what the top spot out of that mm-hmm. like that's a different. that's a, yeah, different, a class different class of athlete mm-hmm. yeah that's a completely different class of athlete it
1: is it is it's i think cool. it, they have they do have like world championships and with like those, especially with like skiing and like and snowboarding. There's like the X Games and stuff. The mm-hmm. yearly. And the yearly, competition, and the yearly right. competitions, but like where you're right, like this the real spectacle for the globe to watch is the Olympics, mm-hmm. and it's not like um, where in, in in different sports you have like for example like um, football you have the Super Bowl every year. Mm-hmm. You yeah, every year there's someone in a major spotlight where everyone takes us like it's literally it feels like a national holiday when when this when that Sunday. In, in late January, early February, it comes up where everyone stops what they're doing and watches the Super Bowl. Whereas, like, you're right, I feel like it is more pressure. Every four years, the world stops. The world watches you. The world watches you. Not just right. a country right. or some people in spe- s- specific countries. Mm-hmm. The whole world stops what they're doing and they watch you for your two-minute little, your two-minute event your two-minute slalom, your 3 minutes slalom, whatever it is. Or like, for example, for sprint, a 15-second sprint. Yes. Or in Bolt's case, a nine-second sprint. Yeah. Like, what these athletes go through is just nothing short of like remarkable. It is a different class of athlete. It,
2: it, sh- it shows you like the size of a, a singular athlete, like a, a solo sport. Right. And a, what a team sport is. Because a team sport, there's a lot of fluctuation. You'll have a bunch of guys in your prime, and then maybe a few guys who are the decline. But when it's a solo thing... It's only you, which means that you're either at your prime or at your not. So it shows you, like, how great some of these athletes are. Like, the fact that Michael Phelps was at four Olympics was...
1: And produced that many He goals. was the best at those events for that goals. many years. That's
2: at minimum, 16 years.
1: Yeah. And, like, there are up-and-coming swimmers who were just as good, who were right on the tails, but he just showed that level of excellence <laughs> every, single, every single time he came around. It also brings, this is another interesting point that I had I had a nice conversation today with someone who was talking about how, like, the Olympics used to be um, kind of not just about, so not solely about, like, the athletic competition. It was like, the, the Olympics was like a celebration of just the human, about what we can do as human beings. So there was, like, intellectual things and, like, mm-hmm. things about being, like, it's not, you're not defined as a human purely, purely based off your athletic ability, also like your intellectual ability um how creative you are the, your artistic creativity and so okay so this is this actually is a big topic because like right now we value we value athletes so much um to the and we value them for the right reasons but i think that we've kind of lost what especially in the 20th century um especially like seeing how now it's completely about athletics which is not a bad thing but we also have kind of lost the idea of it being um, a complete human spectacle of just celebrating what we are as intellectuals, um, and not to say that we don't recognize those those people. But I feel like the Olympics, um, historically, is like only partially there because of the fact that we don't we don't recognize them. And so that's that's really it. I think I think that's that's the whole thing on the Olympics. Um, that's food for thought for our listeners. Um, this whole um, thought process was brought to me by. Um, by, by a good friend Michael Regal So, thanks for that topic, uh, Michael. Um, but yeah, just thinking about it at home. Like, what? And how would the Olympics be different today if we had actually integrated um, some a p- component to the Olympics that wasn't just athletics? So, food for thought at home. Mm. Um, but with that, um, that's gonna bring us to, a, to an end to another episode of the Say of Sports Podcast. I'm Matt Leong.
3: I'm Nick Cario. I'm Peyton Smith, and I'm Mac Dolphy.
1: And we'll see you next time.
2: Later.